0: Shure Foundation Church. I'm Pastor John. We are so glad to have you this morning. Oh man, you are in for a treat this morning. The Holy Spirit is about to move in a special way and if you're with us, however you're joining us, you are not here by accident. We welcome you again to Shure Foundation Church. Um, just want to encourage you to visit us online at ShureFoundationChurchNJ.org. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at, at Shure Foundation Church NJ. That's November Julia nj um follow us on, on instagram at, at just Shore foundation church and then you can subscribe on our youtube channel at Shore foundation church nj that's november julia praise god we're so glad that you're with us and then also we have some podcasts that you can um subscribe to and they're on every, every major platform so apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify uh overcast uh you name it we're there and that is a great opportunity to keep your heart Uh, full of the word of God. All of our podcasts are packed with uh, some messages of faith and encouragement, and they will help you strengthen your relationship with the Lord. And that way you can keep the word playing all the time. You know, as you sleep, as you drive, as you work out, as you clean your house, as you take care of the kids, you can just keep the word on all the time. So we encourage you to take advantage of that platform. It's absolutely free and it'll bless you and encourage you. And if you find something that really is a blessing to you, then you can share it with somebody else. Just at the press of a button, right to their, right to their iPhone, and they can be blessed as well. And speaking of our podcast, there is a prayer that we have. Uh, it's a special prayer on the podcast. And this one, I would encourage you to download and save. But it's a, it's a podcast that has a prayer for your uh, mental and emotional health and strength. And Uh, It's really powerful. Uh, The Holy Spirit really led us uh, in a a mighty way, and we know it's going to be a blessing to anybody that that really that listens, but that also uh, applies it on a daily basis and on a regular basis. And just to give you a quick little preview, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. Uh, In the podcast, there are some scriptures that we laid the the groundwork on, and let it let that get in your spirit, and then I lead you in a quick confession. And I'm just going to read a little part of that. And I'm just going to ask you to repeat after me at this time. So say
1: this with me. Say, I command my brain to grow new cells right now in the name of Jesus. My meditation of the word of God has caused my brain to be rewired to think his thoughts. Therefore, I have the mind of Christ. And because God's thoughts concerning me are thoughts of peace and not evil, I receive God's peace in my thoughts. And I reject evil thoughts, evil thoughts of inadequacy, of insufficiency and worthlessness, you are evicted from my thought life permanently. My God has given me a future and a purpose in him. Hallelujah. And that's just a little bit. There's a
0: whole lot more, uh, but the podcast itself is just 15 minutes. So something that you can say early in the morning, uh, right after breakfast, you know, or right when you first wake up, before you actually get out of the bed, and boy, it'll really set you on course for what God has for you. So we encourage you there. And at this time, we're going to go right into the word of God. I have a scripture that i like to read just to bless you and let it get in your spirit. And it's going to take us right into prayer and into the word this morning. So I'm headed right to the book of Psalm chapter 105. Psalm chapter 105. And we're beginning with verse 23. I'm going to go down to verse 43. And here we go. Let's Let's do it. Praise God. Psalm chapter 105, verse 23. Israel also came into Egypt and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham and he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. He turned their heart to hate his people to deal subtly with his servants. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. They showed his signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made it dark. And they rebelled not against his word. He turned their waters into blood and slew their fish. Look at the power of God. Look at what God will do to make sure that his people are all right. It says their land brought forth frogs in abundance in the chambers of their kings. And it says he spake and there came divers, sorts of flies and lice in all their coasts. He gave them hail for rain and flaming fire in their land. He smote their vines also and their fig trees and brake the trees of their coasts. He spoke and the locusts came and caterpillars and that without number and did eat up all the herbs in their land and devoured the fruit of their ground. He, spoke, he smote all the firstborn in their land, the chief of all their strength. He brought them forth. This is talking about God's people bringing them out of Egypt and then he brought them forth also with silver and gold and there was not one feeble that means sick or lame uh, or down person there was not one feeble person among their tribes not one and then it says egypt was glad when they departed for the fear of them fell upon them he spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light in the night the people asked and he brought quails and satisfied them with the bread of heaven He opened the rock and the waters gushed out. They ran into dry places like a river. For he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant, and he brought forth his people with joy and his chosen with gladness. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you right now for your presence this morning. Holy Spirit, we jump in the blood of Jesus together this morning, and we are all the way clean. And we thank you, Lord God, that. We are not in our own righteousness, which is like filthy rags, but that we are in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, for he himself who knew no sin became sin and made us the righteousness of God in him. So we thank you, Lord God, that we have been declared free, that we have been declared just, that we, are, that we have been justified, that we have been cleansed, purified, that you called us for such a time as this. And I thank you, Lord God, for this ministry, for sure Foundation Church, that we are rescuing the we are teaching, that we are feeding, that we are developing, and that we are launching your people into their purpose. Lord, that you are leading us by your spirit, that we might love you, Father, and be in love with you, that we might live and abide in your word, that we might be moved by your precious Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Lord God, that there are right now manifestations in the lives of your people, Lord, in the lives of all of those that are under the sound of my voice. Lord, I thank you that you would lead by your spirit, that those that you have Call to this ministry, Lord, that you would arrest them and that they would be here at the appointed time and that they would download the podcast and that they would stream the services and that they would allow the word to take root in their hearts so that, they can, so that the word can grow up and become mighty in their lives. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are leading us beside the still waters of your word, uh, that you are making us to lay, lay down in the green pastures of your word and leading us beside the still waters of your spirit. We ask for a word in due season this morning, and we thank you, Lord God, that despite the threatenings of the enemy, that right now you have granted unto your servant, that I might, might, that I might uh, open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel by stretching forth your hand to heal and lifting up your voice. Lord, put your weight on my voice, God, that your people will be blessed. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that it will be all of you and none of me, and that signs and wonders might be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. And if you're in agreement with that prayer, just say amen. And I feel the anointing and the Holy Spirit is about to move. So y'all better get ready. We're going to go over to Psalm chapter 18 and verse 16 to start us off. Glory to God. Psalm chapter 18, verse 16, one of my favorite chapters in the book of Psalm, uh, the book of Psalms, because it's a deliverance chapter. We're going to go to verse one first, and then we'll come back to verse 16. Uh, this was written by David, and we said this last week. You know, last week, the Spirit of God led us, and we were talking about how the Lord will bring us, he will deliver us um, and, 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 and save us from trouble known and unknown. And we were talking about the life of David, how he was, you know, God had anointed him, but there was trouble that was, seemed like it was always coming to David, and there was trouble that was beyond him. And, uh, and, and he had to trust God for things that he could see that were trouble troubling, but also things that he, that he couldn't see. He still had to trust God and the Lord brought him out. And, but, but David wrote this, and this is uh, Psalm chapter 18 and verse 1. And before you go to verse 1, there's like that little intro. It says, this is David writing. And, and it says, he wrote this to the chief musician because he wanted the chief musician to make a song out of this because this, this is his testimony. And it says, to the chief musician, a Psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spoke unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And this is what he said. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies? Who are who is my enemy, Pastor John? Maybe your enemy is is you. Maybe it's it's the way um, you 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 know you don't you don't. It's the way that you don't you're not thinking uh, uh, thinking about yourself with enough esteem. You know, which ultimately that could be the, the enemy kind of talking to you. But 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 it, but it could also be you know it could also be your circumstances. It could be the, your you know insufficiency in your life. It could be um, you know. An imbalance, an imbalance somewhere in your life where you're a little bit over here too much, and you need to dial it back and come back this way. You know, it, it can be um, in your relationships. There can be trouble in your relationships. Whatever that troubling thing is, the Lord wants to deliver you and bring you out and save you from your enemy. And many times there are things on the inside of us that we need to deal with, and things that the enemy is coming against us in our minds with. That's our, that's our greatest enemy. That's the enemy that you can't see. And the word of God says in verse three, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Now we jump down here to verse 16, and this is really powerful. It says, he sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity but the Lord was my stay. Verse nine says, he brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Hallelujah. And I want you to see this. I'm gonna read this one more time. And when I read this, let the Holy Spirit talk to you because you know the Lord is talking to you right now. And, and when you see the Lord bringing you out of something, you know what that thing is as soon as, you, as, soon as the word goes out. So here we go. Verse 16, he sent from above, he took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from that thing that is hating on me and that is overwhelming me, that is too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. And I wanna break this down a little bit. This is Psalm chapter 18, and uh, verse 16. We're talking this morning that the message uh, is that the Lord has a great deliverance for you from bondage. He has a great deliverance from you. We're going to see this in the word of God, started here in verse 16. It says, he sent from above, he took me. And this is so powerful because the Lord will step out of, uh, the Lord is willing to step out of heaven and and reach down into our hell and pull us out. The Lord is willing to get dirty, um, to come into the mud and to save us from a horrible pit. The Lord is willing to do it. And not only is he willing, the Lord has done it because the word of God says in John chapter one, that, the, uh, that, 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 he, that Jesus is the only begotten of the father, that he's full of grace and truth. And John chapter three and verse 16 says that, 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 that God so loved the world. He so loved, he so loved mankind. Let me be clear. He so loved mankind, the mankind that he created in his own image, that he sent his only begotten son to to take our place to to die for us, glory to God. He sent His only begotten Son to bring salvation to mankind when, when we lost it, and, and that's that's the mercy of God. That's how much the Lord loves us. He sends from above and He takes us. And this word "take" means like a snatch. It's like a violent snatch from uh, from from uh, from trouble, you know. And I, I gave you this example last week. It's the same example of uh, you know of a person who is in harm's way, uh, you know, there's something uh, dangerous coming at a small child. It's the same way that a parent who sees that danger coming and just doesn't even think, just reacts and is not, and that, at that moment, is not concerned about the, the amount of force that they are snatching their child with. They're not concerned about startling their child in the process of taking them. Like like the Lord will take us and draw us out of many waters. They're not concerned about that force or startling their child. They're not concerned about grabbing that child and maybe that that grabbing being a little uncomfortable at that moment, because at that moment we're we're just trying to take that child and deliver that child from destruction. And and you know, we can we can comfort the child later, but right now we need to be, we need to t- we need to snatch that child from harm's way. That's what this word took means. He took me, and it says he drew me out of many waters. Now, I want to break this down even more. I'm going to, let me just pull up something here. Hallelujah. This is going to really bless you uh, because this word um, drew me out of many waters, and then there's this word delivered in verse 17. He delivered me from my strong enemy. This word delivered um, in the Hebrew is the word nasol, and it means To snatch away, just like I mentioned before, it means to rescue, it means to save, uh, it means to to tear someone away from something bad that's coming, that's impending. Um, It means to um, uh, to be to be torn away suddenly from something that is damaging, Um, uh, and it means to to cause to make someone to escape. That's what that word deliverance means, and we're going to see in the Word of God that um, in the life of Moses, that God uses Moses in a tremendous way. And let me just see here. And, and I'm going to go here to um, back to verse 16. It says, he drew me out of many waters. Um, so he sent from above. He took me, he drew me out of many waters. I don't know if you knew this, but the word Moses, we're going to see Moses in just a bit. But the word Moses, the name Moses, it actually means drawn out. And that word drawn out, means deliverance you know and i I love that it says he drew me out of many waters because when i read that it was like the holy spirit let me see a picture of moses when he was a baby and the egyptians were calling for all of the the men children of the people of israel that were born to be killed immediately and the word of god says that moses's parents discerned he was a goodly child you know the word of god says that they they saw that he was beautiful and that, the, and that, you know, we know that that means you know a lot of the the gods at that time, a lot of the people at that time just believed that if a child was really beautiful, that they had a great purpose. But I'm just going to tell you this: I don't believe it was that deep. It was just it was their baby, and they didn't want their baby killed because they didn't just have Moses; they also had his older brother uh, Aaron, and they had a, they had a daughter Miriam. Anyway, the word of God says that they wanted they didn't want him killed, so they put him on a little. We're going to see that in the word. They put him on a little raft and. And then we know the story, one of Pharaoh's daughters pulls him out of the pulls the baby out of the water and sees the baby and basically takes the baby as her own. We'll see that later. But he's drawn out of waters. The, the name Moses means drawn out, and drawn out in the sense of deliverer. And we know that God, God uses Moses and his family as the great deliverer uh, of the of the Israelites from the hand of Egypt but Moses himself was delivered as a baby. And that's what his name means. The name Moses means drawn out, or it, or it can mean uh, the word deliverer, hallelujah. And I also wanna encourage you that the Lord wants to deliver you and he wants to deliver you with a great deliverance from whatever it is, if it's a bondage or if it's just something that's holding you back, or if you just feel stuck, the Lord wants to deliver you. You know, It's not comfortable to feel stuck. It's not good to feel like you're in a box. And, or, and to feel like there's no space for you to grow or to develop or to move forward or to progress in what God has you. I think that that is um, one of the most frustrating things in life is to feel stuck and to feel bound and to feel like uh, something is holding you back. The Lord wants us free. You know, It's the enemy that wants to hold you back and keep you bound. You know, it's, it's our own flesh. It's the world and, the, and it's the devil that will try to bind us up. But it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that wants you free, hallelujah. And he will deliver you with a great deliverance in order for that to happen. And we see that here in the word. Verse 17 says, he delivered me from my strong enemy, from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. It was overwhelming for me. You know, if, 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 I, was, if I could handle this, I would have been got this thing out of my life 20 years ago, you know, but obviously this is beyond me. Obviously, I, I, this, is, this, is too, this is too much for me. You know, and the word is so perfect. I want to say this right now in case I forget later. The word of God is so perfect that God will use imperfect vessels to do perfect things. You know, with the Lord, the way that the Lord used Moses, despite all of his insufficiencies and his weaknesses and his infirmities and his speech impediment that was in his mind and and his hesitance and, 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 and fear to go back to Egypt after his place of prominence that he first held. You know, uh, there was so much at work there, but the fact that the Lord uses imperfect people to get a perfect mission done, I mean, that right there is a miracle from God. You know, I work in an industry where culture is really important. And one of the things that we say as, as part of our culture, at, you know, in my workplace is that we are all uh, service providers and that we are all customers. And, you know, we, we just think about that. You know, that's one of the things that we live by and it makes us remember that we are, if we are all service providers and we are all customers, that means that we all are, are really here to help each other out. And when I think about that in terms of the fact that the Lord uses imperfect people to do perfect things that He has ordained, that right there is a miracle. And you know what that says? That says that that says that you at any point in your life, the Lord is capable of using you to help somebody, which means you are a helper. Uh, for anybody that God wants to use you to be a blessing to, but guess what you also need help at the same time I'm a helper and at the same time I need help. you know we are all service providers but we're all customers you know we are all imperfect vessels that God still will step in and use and, and use us to, to do a perfect mission you know so I just want to encourage you that you know you are not your circumstances today you you know God is capable and you are capable of great things in Him, and God wants to use you to do something special and miraculous and it might not be on the news, it might not be on the internet, it might not need to be on social media, but it's it, it it's known where it counts most, and that's on that divine scroll of god's omniscience he's watching, and he knows you know how he how He wants to use you, and he knows when you say, "Go ahead, Lord, here I am, go ahead and use me." The Lord knows and and God loves the fact that you know, we, even though we are imperfect, he knows that he can still use us and he wants us to be willing. And I think it's a miracle that God, that we, that I am capable, uh, despite the fact that I need help right now in areas of my life, God still will use me to help other people because he uses imperfect vessels to get his work out. Glory to God. That was just a little side journey. Verse 18 says, they prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. You know, meaning while you were down, the enemy tried to kick you, and keep you there, you know, while you know, a, a person who is abused and and uh, um, has been in abuse for a long time, you know, the enemy will make sure that they stay in that abuse. You know, the abuse doesn't get easier as life goes on. The people just get, they they get so much of the abuse that they're they are they are now they're conditioned for it and they're prevented. They're held they're held back and, and they're kicked while they're down. Even 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 during a, a troubled day, the enemy will make will, will make you feel even worse. Uh, they prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. That's deliverance. That's, that's the Lord bringing you out of that, that place of limitation and bondage and you know, feeling like the walls are closing in on you. So there's no, there's no a room for you to move. The Lord wants to break you out of that cage, that whether that cage is, is literal or whether it's in your mind, Lord wants to break you out of that and bring you into a large place. And then it says that he delivered you because he delighted in you. Glory to God. That's Psalm chapter uh, 18, verses 16 through 19. And then we're going to skip down here to Psalm chapter 18, verse 46. And it says, the Lord lives and blessed be be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. It is God that avenges me and subdues the people. Under me, if it says, Subdues the people under me. You know, this is uh, this is uh, David the king talking, but the way the spirit of God is talking to you right now, um, uh, this year at this moment on this day is that he will subdue, he will bring down the things that are trying to lord over you. The Lord will bring it down, he'll bring it down and make you lord over that thing, whatever it is. You know, whether it's uh, a lack of self esteem, whether it's uh, addiction. Whether it's trouble over here, whether it's insufficiency over there, whether it's sickness in your body, the Lord will will make you lord over that thing. He He will subdue that under you. Like it says right here in verse 47, it is God that avenges me and subdues that thing under me. And then verse 48 says, he delivers me from my enemies. Yes, you lift me up above those things that rise up against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, will I give thanks unto you, O Lord, among the heathen and sing praises unto your name. And this is the message for today that the Lord wants to bring you great, give you great deliverance from bondage. Great deliverance gives he to his king and shows mercy to his anointed to David and to his seed forevermore. Do you know that if you are a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have been named with the Lord, if you have said yes to Jesus and, and no to the devil and you are a son or a daughter of the most high God, you are the seed of David. You are the seed of Abraham. It says great deliverance gives he to his king. The, the New Testament says that we are kings and priests of the Lord most high. You know, So this is talking to you that he will show mercy to his anointed. The Lord has anointed you. As a matter of fact, you have it even better than David had it because the anointing would come and get on David, but the anointing couldn't stay on David because of the blood of Jesus hadn't come yet. But the anointing, the word of God says in 1 John, the anointing that we have of the father, it abides, it lives with us. Even when we mess up, yes. Even when we come up short, yes, because of the blood of Jesus, you actually carry the anointing and it doesn't lift unless you reject it. It doesn't lift. Um, And it says he shows mercy to his anointed, that's talking about you, to David, and to his seed forevermore. The point is that the Lord has a great deliverance for you. So we're going to take a look at this in the word together. And and I'm going to give you a little context. We're going to go over to Exodus chapter 1. And then we're going to go to Exodus chapter 2 real quickly, and then Exodus chapter 14. And just to give you some context, before we get to Exodus 14, the Israelites were in bondage in the book of Exodus. They were in bondage in Egypt. And this was like a carryover from all this prosperity that the Lord did in Egypt through Joseph. Uh, when, you know, when there was famine in the land, Joseph and his family, they end up in Egypt to, to avoid that famine and, to be, and for their lives to be preserved. Well, now years and years and years later, they're still in Egypt, but things are turning a little bit. Joseph is dead and you know, the Egyptians are now taking advantage of God's people. And taking advantage is a, is a very... You know, it's it was way worse than that. They were slaves. They had they were they were beaten, they were in bondage, they were taken, they were they were working for free, they were making the Egyptians rich, and they were poor. It was a terrible situation. So the Israelites were in bondage in Egypt. God is about to deliver them from all the bondage in a mighty way after all these years of bondage. It was so much bondage that that children's children's children were in bondage. That it was so much bondage that 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 a child didn't know any other life. But that bondage, and if they talk to their great-grandfather, their great-grandfather didn't know anything in life but that same bondage. Maybe their great-great-great-grandfather. Um, so the Egyptian government was very wealthy. They had their, they had their own gods, which they worshipped, you know, the, uh, molten images and, and, you know, all kinds of things, and which they believed were superior. And the, and the Egyptians were led by their chief ruler, who was Pharaoh. And despite God's warnings through Moses to let God's people go from all this tyranny and all this rule of injustice and bondage and and just uh, a terrible situation, Pharaoh would not. And so the Egyptians, led by Pharaoh, basically declare war on the God of Israel and his people uh, because they don't want to let him go. And after God's warning through, I'm just giving you some context, after God's warning through Moses, which the Egyptians ignore and defy plainly, God sends three different cycles that included 10 different plagues. And these plagues, you know, they were significant because um, they affected areas of life that were supposedly protected by Pharaoh and the gods of the Egyptians. And so basically, what the Spirit of God says is he gives them some mercy. And he says, let my people go, let my people go. And they don't want to let these people go. And so God comes right at them at the heart of the thing that they love the most and the thing that they believe in the most. God comes right over that and throws a bomb and makes it explode. It's basically what he does. Because these plagues affect all the areas of life that supposedly are protected by Pharaoh himself, who they thought was kind of a god, and then also the other gods of the Egyptians. And so the Lord God of Israel, the true and living God, our father, makes it evident that his power exceeds anything else in this world. That his power exceeds anything else known or unknown. Um, And certainly that includes the supposed gods of the greatest and most wealthy nation of that time, which was, which was Egypt. And, and even their great wealth that largely came from 400 years of free labor at the hands and feet and backs of God's people, even with all of their wealth, you can even be, if you want to be technical, our, our Almighty God was even behind that because it was God's people that actually made Egypt wealthy, not their own gods. Um, it was God's people, it was their, the labor of their hands and feet and backs that helped them to get wealthy. So anyway, give you a little context, and then we're gonna go back to, I just want you to see real quickly, um, the life of Moses, how the Lord brings him out. So we're gonna go over here, uh, Exodus chapter one, Exodus chapter one, um, verses one through 14, because before God uses Moses in this way to deliver, he actually uses Moses and his family in a divine way to bring deliverance to the entire nation of Israel. This is talking to you. This is, this is, God, this is what God does for you to bring you out you know, God will use people to help deliver his people out of bondage. So Exodus chapter one says, now, these are the names of the children of Israel, which came into Egypt. Every man in this household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher, and all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls, for Joseph was in Egypt already. And we know about Joseph, but then it says, and Joseph died, and all his brothers, and all that generation and the children of Israel were were fruitful and they increased abundantly and they multiplied and then it says they waxed exceeding mightily and the land was filled with them so now the Egyptians are threatened because now all these Israelites that don't look like them I don't know if their skin color was different or not but they don't look like them and now it's more of them people that don't that are not us that are not Egyptians and it's more of them than us oh of course they're threatened so now verse eight my lord it sounds like now says verse eight, "Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph, and he said unto his people, "Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we, my Lord. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when there when falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get, and, and so get them up out of the land. Now, now the Egyptians are threatened because there are more. Uh, the israelites in their land than there are egyptians and they, now they're feeling threatened now i don't see any threats from the israelites but the egyptians are feeling threatened and when people feel threatened they react a certain kind of way and verse 11 says therefore they did set them over task masters to afflict them with their burdens and they built for pharaoh treasure cities this is the, the uh israelites did for pharaoh they built treasure cities uh, Pitham and ramses but the more they afflicted them the more they multiplied and grew and they were grieved because of the children of israel and the egyptians made the children of israel to serve with rigor and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field all their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor now this was now of course the lord is not pleased with this and You know, we're going to see here, this is talking about the children of Israel, but the Holy Spirit is putting your name here because this is what the enemy wants to do. This is what your own flesh, what the world system, and what the devil himself wants to do, wants to put you in bondage, wants to make your life bitter with hard bondage. And Jesus came to set the captives free. So in this circumstance, Moses is a type of Jesus. He's a type of deliverer. That God uses. Not that Moses himself is perfect, but the word of God, because in all God's omniscience and all God's uh, all knowing power and wisdom, you know, the Lord puts little codes all throughout the word. And the code in the name of Moses is deliverer, is drawn out. So now that takes us to, Ephes- to Exodus chapter two. Now stay with me. We're talking about how the Lord will bring you out with a great deliverance. And it says, And there came and there went a man of the house of Levi. This is of the twelve tribes of Jacob, and took a wife, uh, a took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. Now, when you see that, I thought to myself, man, Moses must have really been special. But you want to be technical. This woman, she had at least two other children. She had Aaron and Miriam. So Moses was special, but she had other kids too. And I believe she hid them, if that's what it took. You know, of course they were, it were the boys that the Egyptians were after it says when she could not longer hide him she took him for an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and pitch and put the child therein and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink and his sister stood afar off so, they, so there's Miriam Moses's sister Moses a baby Miriam is, is older you know we don't know exactly how old but she was old enough to be aware of what was going on and to keep an eye on her little baby brother because they were you know if we look in the previous chapter a decree went out to kill all man all male babies of the of the Israelites. They were to be killed immediately because they were trying to kill off the Israelites. They're trying to stop them from growing and um, stop them from, you know, from the nation, uh, from them overwhelming the nation of Egyptians. Anyway, this woman was not having it. She said, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to put my son, I'm going to put my baby in a little house-made boat or raft and put him in a river and trust God to keep him rather than let this soldier come and cut him in half over some decree of the pharaoh. Anyway, it says in verse 4, and his sister stood afar off to to see what was going to happen to him. And the daughter of pharaoh came down. Look at the spirit of God. The Lord Lord knew exactly what he was doing. And the daughter of pharaoh came down. She just happened to come down right around that time to wash herself in the river. And her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her, mur- her maid servant to fetch it. And when she had opened it, the maid servant opened it, she saw the child and behold, the baby was weeping. And, and she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Now they all know, everybody knows, they saw it on the news, it's on, they all, everybody got the text message, kill all the babies, all the baby Hebrews. All, they're male, kill them. They all got that text message. They all saw it on the web. You know, um, They all got that alert, all got that notification. And, but it says she saw and she had compassion on him. And then verse seven says, then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter. This is Miriam. Miriam said, so Miriam was around. She was watching. She saw what happened. She went over to Pharaoh's daughter and she said, hey, you want me to go and get one of the, uh, the Hebrew mothers, one of the Hebrew women to nurse this Hebrew man child that you got here? Because I, I see you. I see you. You care. It looks like you care about him. You don't want him to die. Let me to go get somebody to nurse him. This is his sister. Of course, Pharaoh's daughter did not know that. And then it says Pharaoh's daughter said to her, "Yeah, go ahead and get one of those go get, go ahead and get the, the, uh, one of those Hebrew women." And of course the sister went, the maid went, and she went to go get her mother and Moses' mother, smart girl. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, "Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee wages." And the woman took the child and nursed it. Now look at the, look at the great deliverance of God. You know, this woman, uh, Moses's mother, is concerned that her her I don't know where. Aaron is. She's probably hiding Aaron away somewhere, or he's just already working for Pharaoh. But Moses is born, and the decree goes out to kill every male baby. And look at this great deliverance. You know, It looks like she is putting her child in harm's way, but the Spirit of God leads her to make that raft and put her baby in that raft and push him along the river. But then she's smart. She tells her daughter, to hey, keep an eye on that raft. And the Lord goes from from you know, the, the, the situation goes from her son, Moses, who's a baby, being killed. It goes from him being killed before he even, you know um, is old enough to speak. It goes from him being killed to the mother to, to him not only surviving, but to the mother being able for but not to, not only from surviving, but him surviving and living, he's getting ready to start living in the Pharaoh's palace right right in harm's way, if you want to be technical, but also in a place of great wealth and prominence. He's going to go to the king's palace because it's Pharaoh's daughter that has the baby and has compassion on him. But God goes from not only delivering him to setting him up to live in the palace to also still making sure that he gets nursed by his real mother until he's old enough and his real mother gets paid to nurse her own baby. Oh my God, that is a great deliverance. That's how the Lord will deliver us and bring us out. The Lord has so so many creative ways to deliver you and to to deliver me from whatever it is that's going on. And the Lord will do it. Hallelujah. I got to move along because we're going to, we got to close soon. So let's go over to Exodus 14. You know, we already said that, that Nate, that, that Moses's name means drawn out means a deliverer because as a baby, he was drawn out of that river and delivered from harm's way. Uh, and then God's ready to use him to deliver his people. So Exodus chapter 14, um, I'm going to have to move fast. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before Piheroth, between Migdol and the sea, over against Baal Zephon, before, uh, be- before it shall you encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say to the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land, the wilderness has shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts. And the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. And the heart of Pharaoh, so a lot has happened. I mean, let me break, uh, back up. The 10 plagues have happened. The Lord has uh, shaken that, the nation of Egypt to a place where they have almost lost their minds, uh, even to taking their firstborn. And, um, you know, we know about... Um, uh, you know, the death angel coming and the Lord telling his people to put blood over the doorpost and when, and, and he'll pass over. That's why we celebrate the Passover. Um, th- there was a great deliverance that the Lord did. This was a checkpoint in, in, and uh, not only in human history, but also in, um, in, 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 in spiritual history. This was a checkpoint and this was actually kind of, uh, uh, a type and shadow of Jesus being crucified because because the Lord told them to put that blood over the doorpost so that death angel would pass over them. So anyway the Lord brings the people out of the out of Israel, out of Egypt. The Bible says not a feeble one amongst them. They they have the silver and the gold and now the Egyptians are mad. And that, that's what's happening. The, the people have already left and they got their they took their they they left healed after all those plagues and they took all the Egyptians' money all their silver and their gold. And the word of God says they were glad to see them go. But now they're starting to have second thoughts. So verse six says, and he made his chariot ready and took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt, 600 chariots. Wow. And all the chariots of Egypt, chariots were a sound of great wealth and prominence and strength uh, at that time. So the Egyptians are ready to make war now. And captains over every one of them. And Lord, hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, he pursued after the children of Israel and children of Israel went out with a high hand. That was the Lord's hand. They went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them. And this is the spirit of God talking to you because I want to tell you that no matter how the Lord brings you out of trouble and progresses you, and you can look back at your life and see, look what the Lord delivered me from over there. And look what the Lord is getting ready to take me to here. Just know that the enemy will still be pursuing. That's not for you to be afraid, but that's just for you to be to know that the enemy is coming. And when the enemy comes, the the Lord will always prepare us. We always have something for him. When he when he comes, you know, and it's like somebody who has um, something going on, and they're trying to cope. You know, coping skills are good. Coping skills are there for when we know we know something's going to come, and when it comes, we're going to be ready. We have we have an ability to cope. Well, this is kind of that same way. The Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots and Pharaoh and his horsemen, his army overtook them and camping by the sea. And it says, when Pharaoh drew nigh, verse 18, or verse 10, excuse me, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, you you know, you brought us all the way out here? Because there are no graves in Egypt, have you brought us to die in the wilderness? You know, what are you doing here, Moses? And they're tripping now. Wherefore hast thou dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we that we did tell thee in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. And this is what happens. People who are abused and in bondage, this is what happens. A lot of times we like our bondage. We like it. You know, we like our drug. We like our alcohol. We like our addiction. You know, we like that thing over here in the dark. We like it. And we've been bound by it for so long, but there's a part of us that likes it. So when the Lord delivers us, hallelujah, when he uses Moses, the one that was drawn out and delivered, when the Lord delivers us, it's actually a twofold work. The Lord is delivering us from that bondage, but then he's got to also deliver us from ourselves because we like it. And it's verse 12 says, is not this the word that we told, this sounds crazy. Is not this the word that we told thee in Egypt? This is the people of Israel talking to Moses. Leave us alone, Moses. We want to serve the Egyptians. It had been better for us to serve the, this was 400 years of bondage that we may serve the Egyptians that we should die in the wilderness and Moses said unto the people fear not stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he shall show you this day for the Egyptians that you have seen today this is the Holy Spirit talking to somebody right now the enemies and the Egyptians and the bondage and the and the, the trouble that you have seen to this day you shall see them no more forever the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace wow that's powerful you know i would think as soon as they start coming at moses like that like you should have left us in the world like they coming at him like that you would think that he would get a little angry you know but it does say in verse 14 the lord's gonna fight for you now y'all shut up i'm talking because they were talking crazy the lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they may go forward. But lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thy hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Oh my God! So basically, let me just paint the picture: the people of Israel have come out of Egypt. They've been walking in the wilderness. They got the women and the children. They're slow. They got old people, you know. But they're still. But the word of God says not a people one amongst them. And they, but they're moving slow. They're taking their time out of Egypt and the Egyptians are not taking their time. They got 600 chariots of horses. They have pursued God's people and they want to kill them all. And the only thing that's separating, so they're, and, and, and they're right up on the people of Israel. People of Israel can see them. They can hear them marching and there's no escape for the people of Israel because it's either the Egyptians to their back or it's the Red Sea in front of them. They have no escape, right? So they're, they're fearful. And then God has given instructions to Moses. Verse 17, And I behold, and behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians. They shall follow them. I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon his host, his chariots, and his horsemen. Verse 18, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh and upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. Now watch this. Look what God does. We're talking about great deliverance from bondage, from trouble, uh, from whatever is coming against you today. Verse 19 says, and the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, He was actually leading them. The the angel of God was leading them, the fire by night. The angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed, and then he went behind them. And then it says, and the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it says the angel and the pillar, you know, so the angel, we know what the angel is. The pillar was like a stage, okay, a stage behind them. And I guess the angel stood on this day. I don't know what the Lord is doing. But it says that whatever was in front of them, leading them, now goes behind them to protect them from the enemy. This is the spirit of God talking to you this morning because there's a great deliverance for you from whatever is your trouble this morning, whatever it is, whether it's your money, whether it's your body, whether it's your relation, whatever it is, you know what it is. Verse 20 says, and it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, and it was a cloud and darkness to the Egyptians, but it gave light by night, to all God's people so that the one couldn't get near the other. Look at the spirit of God. That is the Lord preserving his people. He hasn't delivered them all the way from the Egyptians, but he's making sure that they are preserved because he's about to deliver. That should encourage you right now that the Lord is delivering you, that if you have been preserved from anything that has ailed you up to this point, that it's only a precursor to the deliverance that's coming next. Because that's what the Spirit of God did to the children of Israel. He preserved them at nighttime. He made it so that that angel and that pillar of cloud were there, and it was light for them whenever they looked at it. But to the Egyptians, it was darkness to them, they, and they couldn't see. They, even though the, the Israelites were right in front of them, they couldn't see them because of that angel and because of that pillar of cloud. And that's the Spirit of God preserving his people because he's about to deliver them. That should encourage you. If you are still here in the earth, if you are still breathing, it's because the Lord is preserving you. And if the Lord is preserving you, it's because he's about to deliver you, just like he did with the children of Israel. Hallelujah. Verse verse, verse 21 says, and Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all night long and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. Now, this is powerful the Spirit of God, we know the story. You know, you you guys have seen the Ten Commandments probably multiple times. I'm closing. The the Ten Commandments, we see those waters going up, you know. um, We studied this out uh, earlier this week, and um, um, uh, the Red Sea goes down uh, like 700 feet, um, maybe even further than that. So if you just think about that for a second, the Word of God says that the Lord sent a strong east wind to make the waters part. Now, they were there were fish in that water. There were sharks in that water. I'm, I'm not sure about the sharks, but there, were, there, were, there was sea life in that water. The Lord parted the waters in a way where the sea life weren't just laying on the, on the ground there. And not only that, all that water that was on the ground, the Spirit of God made all that water go up like walls, like 700 feet high or however high it was, all night long so God's people could pass through it and be delivered with a great deliverance. And he kept the fish in there they were walking through like a, like an aquarium like an aquarium somewhere looking on both sides and seeing little fish and 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 you know i don't know all those sea life you know crabs or whatever they're seeing everything but those but everything was still in the water it was almost like it but it wasn't glass you know can you imagine some of the children walking with their parents you know that had to be kind of a boy that was a sight to see all those things in the water that were just over there and the word of god says that the ground under their feet was not even more it said it was dry land. Oh, my God. See, upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on the right hand and on the left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them in the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, his horsemen, and the king to the in the morning. And the morning watched, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and the cloud, and he started troubling the host of the Egyptians. The Egyptians went in after him, and the Lord started messing with the Egyptians' wheels making their wheels come off, their brakes weren't working all of a sudden, they couldn't control the steering wheel, the horses were acting up, and then we know what happens. Then the Lord closes the waters as his people are out to safety. I wanna encourage you this morning, there is a great deliverance that the Lord has for you, a great deliverance. And And watch this, not only is the Lord bringing you out of bondage and trouble, Oh, excuse me. Not only is the Lord bringing you out of bondage, he's also bringing you out of the trouble that, come, that came with your bondage. He's also bringing you out of the emotional turmoil that came with it. The shadow and the threat of the destruction of your life brings fear, and the word of God says fear has torment. Fear brings mental and emotional distress. It brings internal turmoil, and that's why Jesus came to deliver us on the inside and on the outside. And I want to encourage you, the greater your bondage, the greater your bondage the mightier your deliverance from God shall be. And the longer that you've been that way, trapped, bound, and down, the more sudden and dramatic and swift your salvation will seem when the Lord does it. Hallelujah. I wanna pray for you. And we're gonna close uh, with some worship music. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for all those that are with us today. We thank you, Lord God, that you are so faithful, that you give a great deliverance to your King, to David, to his seed, to all your anointed, Forevermore, And we praise and thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our keeper. Lord, lead us by your spirit. Lord, teach us the way that we should go. Lord, guide us with your eye. Lord, preserve us from trouble on our way to deliverance. And we give you all the glory and all the praise. Lord, we worship you right now. We thank you right now. We praise you right now. If you're with us, we're just gonna worship the Lord just a little bit. If you're not with us, um, you go ahead and worship the Lord, but we encourage you and we'll see you next time. And those who are with us, let's go ahead and worship.